0: Tell me, what do you know about the inhalational dosage forms? The different devices used to deliver the inhalants. What is the whole process? What is the whole mechanism? Let's bag into all this straight away. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Waving a green flag to today's conversation, let me unfold the details about inhalational dosage forms. No rocket science actually. Firstly, a word about inhalants. Very easy. They are the liquid preparations containing drug to be inhaled in vapor form example we have tincture benzoin an inhalational one we commonly use is the carvol plus inhalant capsule you remember the steams that we take of the carvol plus green capsule and i'm sure you know how to use it just snip away the capsule tip pour it in the jar of boiling water and inhale it. If the drug is solid inhalant like sodium chromoglycate, well, the brand name is Fintal. You can use Turbo Spin inhaler. Now let's have a word about the aerosols. Devices to dissolve therapeutically active ingredient contained in cylindrical nebulizers filled with drug propellant. May it be a gas, may it be oxygen, both are under pressure. A liquid drug must to be inhaled is created via a microfine orifice released by push-at-valves. If measured dose of drug is released, then it's generally known as a metered aerosol Now some great examples they are salbutamol-metered aerosols and terbutaline-metered aerosols. Now before diving in real details, a little minute word about the spinhaler. In it, the drug is packed as a powder, appropriate valve system activates it and releases it in the form of microfined powdered mist. And the best apt example here is the tiotropium metered spinhaler. Now let's get into the real details. What can you give by inhalation? You can give gaseous drugs. You can give volatile liquids. They all can be carried in air or oxygen via the face mask, via the hood, via mouthpiece or even endotracheal tubes. Metered dose inhalers, what you have heard or used, they are abbreviated as capital MDI. The aerosols or the non-volatile liquids or fine particles of drugs. Other instruments are used for the same purpose. They are the inhalers, turbohalers, inhalers, jet nebulizers all for the convenient inhalation from the mouth. Now let's get to know these instruments. The Pressured Meter Dose Inhalers, abbreviated as small p, capital M-D-I, they are very convenient to use multi-dose drug delivery systems. Actually, they are most commonly used handheld devices to deliver the drug agents to the bronchial tree. One crucial component of the PMDI is the metering valve. It delivers micro niced drug held in the propellant in precise volumes. It's given in each actuation. The drug is mainly hydrofluoroalkanes, abbreviated as capital HFA. Other materials, they are also used for different purposes, sometimes the surface active agents, such as the sorbitol trioleate or lecithin now what is the function of these surface active agents they reduce the agglomeration of particles what happens is that in few formulations the drug particles they are suspended in propellants and the drug particles they are kept as solid powder So better shake such formulations prior to the use so that the particles, they are uniformly distributed. The most common complaint, you know, what of how do people complain using the pressured meter dose inhalers? Actually, it is to assess when exactly the inhaler will be empty. They don't get to know it. They just are having a vague idea of whether the inhaler is actually empty or not this is you know the place where the dose counters they are introduced recently they hold a lot of importance now let's not ignore the benefit of the pressured meter dose inhalers also the expelled aerosol content is independent of the patient's respiratory effort due to great force of the propellant that's the biggest advantage now patients should be careful to ensure the proper coordination between the actuation and the inhalation so that maximum dose deposits in the lungs that was all about the pressured meter dose inhalers actually a lot of information but yes that was important at this particular moment now let's shift the discussions to the nebulizers now, nebulizers have been available since the beginning of 20th century. The most common method it is of the medical aerosol generation. Drug is dispersed in liquid. The drug particles they are contained within aerosol droplets, which are actually inhaled. Very commonly we know two types of nebulizers. The jet nebulizers, they are also known as pneumatic nebulizers. And they are actually the small volume nebulizers. The other one is the ultrasonic nebulizers. Now, jet nebulizers, they work by generation of a mist of drug solution produced by pressurized air or oxygen. They are based on the Venturi principle. V-E-N-T-U-R-I Venturi principle. And ultrasonic nebulizers, they use the converse piezoelectric effect where the alternating current it is converted to high frequency acoustic energy now let's get to know the major benefit of the jet nebulizers it is the use of simple tidal breathing and ability to modify and compound the dose of the drug and definitely it has its limitations also Duration of treatment forms the major limitation here. Now let's get to know quick facts about the rotahalers. Yes, they are also one of the devices. It contains a capsule which is known as the rota cap. Now this is made to contain very fine powder of the drug. During the use or during the actuation, this particular rota cap is punctured. The particles, they are released, aerosolized with the help of patients' inspiratory flow and some common side effects that generally people complain of. They are common cold, backache, pain in the oropharynx, throat irritation, vomiting, etc aerosolized drug efficacy it depends on the particle size that is generally for i'm talking about all the devices i've covered all the devices now i'm just want to give you some quick general facts so i just told you that aerosolized drug efficacy it depends on the particle size to be deposited on the bronchioles now to deposit on the bronchioles the best particle size it should be 1 to 5 micrometer in diameter and the particles should be of this particular diameter 1 to 5 micrometer and then only the good efficacy is achieved now what happens if they are out of this range if the particles they are large they may deposit on the oropharynx that may cause pain or irritation there And if the particles they are too small say less than one micrometer they fail to settle and they are easily exhaled out no drug efficacy is achieved there is a therapeutic failure right i hope you all understood the basic concepts and the underlying mechanism of the various inhalational dosage forms especially the different devices which i threw light upon today and that was really interesting topic to discuss. What do you say? Hope our thought inclination coincides just like triangular sides. That's just to cheer you all, nothing very serious about it, after a truly lengthy talk. So without taking more of your time today, for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.ispharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences, drug information, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult. If you are listening for the first time, do follow me here on whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned! Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.